This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Trudeau government has made um, not just updating the streaming and online content, but their update to the Broadcast Act, because it's literally just going to destroy what is left of the media in this country. And uh, before you celebrate, I, I would suggest that includes the independence. But, you know, we learned, what was it, Monday? or No, we learned Friday, late, late, late on Friday, that the CRTC is going to now regulate podcasts and online content. Now we learn, I wake up this morning to big headlines that Google is about to block Canadian news, just like Meta did on Facebook and Instagram. And the bottom line is the Trudeau government gave big tech a big ultimatum. Pay for Canadian news or else. And guess what? Big tech said, up yours, bonehead. And they said, we're gone. So Meta walked. And now apparently Google's walking, which will be absolutely devastating, Uh, certainly to newsrooms. It's a huge generator of content. It's vital to sharing uh, news. But it's also, I can't tell you how often I'm searching background and like it's, it's, it's it's vital to doing the job. Um, They've really mucked this up. And now they're saying, oh, oh, well, I'm sure we can negotiate something. And it's like, really? You picked this fight. And now they're freaking out because they finally might be realizing they are about to lose this battle. Peter Menzies, perfect guy to talk about this because he is the former CRTC vice chair. Good to have you, Peter. Hey, thanks. Always a pleasure, Alex. Could they have mucked this up worse? Uh, It's hard to imagine, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Um, it's really sad. It's, it's disturbing. And, the, and, and, you know, one of the problems is, is that lots of people tried to point this out to them, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, huh. But yeah. politicians live in this sort of hyper-partisan world, so they take anything that's critical of what they're doing as, you know, sort of political opposition to it and that sort of stuff. And, you know, I mean, some of us were trying to say, well, I, I, we don't think you should be doing this at all, but if you're going to do it, at least do it this way, right? Yeah. And, uh, and or this will happen. And the trouble is, um, we ended up being right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did a lot of shows on Bill C-11 and Bill C-18, two very sloppy pieces of legislation. The Senate did everything it could to stop these things, but it was rammed through. So we're going through a whole bunch of things. Let me just start on waking up to news of Google. So they, they tell big tech, uh, that Google and Meta, um, they chose just those two. Uh, you know, pay for the news or you lose it. And Meta said, well, we don't need it, so see you later. They're gone. Google, for me, is the bigger loss. Uh, it's a massive search engine. And and Google's like, well, we're not going to pay for the news. And now you've got the minister out there saying, uh, she is clueless, St. Ange, she's clueless. And so um, I don't know how they're going to fix this, but now she's like, well, I'm sure we can negotiate. Uh, to me, the damage is done. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think Google will pay for news. It just won't pay anything near what uh, those asking for the money um, thought they were worth. Uh, so the, it, it turns out, I mean, news just doesn't have the economic value. That It doesn't mean it doesn't have value. want to hurt the feelings of people in the news business or journalists. I mean, well, well, some of us are tougher than others. Look, it's good for democracy. Years. It's essential to democracy. Is it going to ruin anyone's day? No, probably not. But it is a pretty essential tool well, for democracy. Yeah. No, it isn't. Yeah. Free speech is essential That's true. to democracy. That's true. And, okay. and, and, uh, and, and then journalism flows from that. 
Um, but 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 anyway, it, it's it's uh, it, it's turned out very badly. And in, in terms of and the government started this off in a confrontational basis with Meta and Google. And I mean, it's not like those are particularly popular companies, but they wanted a fight for their own sort of hyper partisan political reasons. They wanted to be the ones who took down big tech. We will bring them to heel and we will be heroes. And the prime minister can put on that Superman outfit that he wore around a while ago and and that sort of stuff. And the problem is right now they're having their backside handed to them in this fight. Um, And I don't think, I mean, I think they need to find a way that I use this phrase that they can declare victory while in full retreat. Um, but I don't see any way out now other than by going back and amending the act. Yeah, I mean, it just never should have gone way, uh, gone through the way it has. And so, like, it comes to the question, Peter, why should people care? Why should, they, why should the person listening or in their car walking down the street, why should they care about this? I know why I care about this. I mean, Google is vital to my business because I'm on it morning, night, and day trying to source information, find, you know, stuff. But what, is, what does the average person care about? Just with the with the well, C eighteen stuff, I think in terms of Meta, in terms of not having news on Facebook and that sort of stuff, I don't think it makes a huge difference to the average person. If they want news, they'll go someplace else and get it. So from all the wax, um, but they'll have to get it unless they come to our website. They'll they'll be getting it from international sources like the U.S. or whoever, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll 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 find it, or people will change their habits, people who are, you know, news engaged. I mean, it it, it hurts the news organizations themselves in in terms of being unable to access audiences, Mm -hmm. casual audiences. But but, uh, for the the Canadian user, news consumer, if Google uh, walks out, I think that hurts Google and I think it hurts hurts the news organizations horribly um, and it hurts uh, and it hurts the consumer. Two, there are options. There are other search engines. You can, you can go to Bing. Um, you yes. go to DuckDuckGo. Um, others and that sort of stuff. And and I guess people would adapt through that. Um, I think Google's probably conscious of that that they would end up losing some market share. But as always, these things. Uh, we live in a global communications world, although you wouldn't know it from Canada's legislation. Um, and these things have global impacts. So what Google would be looking at, I expect, yeah. is the fact that whatever they have to pay in Canada will get duplicated at least 50 times. Um, you can multiply it by 50. So if they they have to pay, uh, you know, 100 million bucks in Canada, that's what that's five billion dollars mm-hmm. globally. Um, they can do that, but. Um, I don't think they can do 10 billion. I don't think they can do 15 no. or 20, which is the sort of numbers people were looking at before. Yeah. Uh, and then on the flip side, you've got this story that comes out late Friday night in the old traditional news dump where the CRTC announces two of its first rules, um, which the liberals said, look, we won't let the CRTC go after, you know, everyday users. And so then it comes out, well, they're going to go after podcasts and, and content producers. But what people don't kind of see in the bigger picture is like it says the companies are generating $10 million and up and people are like, well, it doesn't affect me. Well, it does affect you because the search engines are where you need to put your podcast if you want anyone to see it and they're all worth a fortune. So it's a crafty way, I think, uh, and correct me where I'm wrong, Peter, uh, of putting something in there saying, well, well, it's only affecting these very ultra rich companies, but if you want to get your stuff out there, you got to use the ultra rich companies. 
Yeah, and I, I don't think $10 million is a lot of money. Well, yeah, um, but I think people see that figure scale. and say, I mean, think it won't affect them. Yeah. And you, you, it, it's, it's not, I mean, what's, I mean, it costs you 100 bucks to take the kids to the movies these days, right? Like, <laughs> I think it's more than 10, that. 10, yeah. 10, million, 10 million bucks is, is on a commercial level isn't a very, is, is it, you know, there's some pretty small companies operate with $10 million worth of revenue, I would think. But the, I mean, the thing that really stood out for me was that um, when the CRTC posted its myths and facts back in May, it stated very specifically that creators of podcasts had nothing to worry about, mm-hmm. that this was a myth. And the fact of the matter was, no, 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 people who create podcasts aren't considered broadcasters. So you know what they did is they decided, well, no, that's true. That's true. They aren't considered broadcasters. But podcasts themselves meet the definition of a program. And that means that people who transmit these programs meet the definition of being broadcasting distributors. So we need anybody who distributes podcasts (laughs) to Mm. register, right? So they, it's, it's, it's like bureaucratic witchcraft, right? That they've been able to do this. It's in, in, in a way you have to look at it with awe, right? Yeah. But they said, they're still saying we're not regulating podcasts, but we're just going to regulate the network that carries you. And we're going to tell them what sort of podcasts they can carry and how they can carry it and who gets priority on that, whose podcasts get yeah. priority on you on that network, which essentially means you're regulating podcasts. Um, and it's just dishonest, I think, um, when it when it's done that way. Like, at least say, you know, at the beginning, yeah, there's a chance, uh, you know, podcasters could be affected by this regulation. Don't don't say no, nothing to worry about. And then, you know, what five months later, um, even less, uh, throw them under the bus. Yeah, and still, we've got the online harms bill. Uh- not even tabled yet, but if people thought the last two were bad, I would suggest you start paying attention uh, moving forward because that one will have massive consequences. If uh, yeah, and yet, yeah, and, and we're still trying to figure out what the problem is they're trying to solve. Well, I think they're trying to censor us, but, but if they're going to tell it and spin, I think what they'll say is they're trying to clean up like, bad behavior. But I don't see anything other than censorship in, in these in these things. So. Um, you know, I, people are free to behave badly. They're not free to break the law, but they're free to behave badly, right? Like, yeah. Anyway, there you go. All right. Well, we'll call on you again because clearly CRTC is making big news these days, and it's always great to pick your brain. Peter, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot more to come. Oh, I know, we'll I know. We'll be talking many times into the future. Yeah. I, I, well, unless we get a change of government because Paul Iver has already said he'll cancel it. So. Uh, yeah, listen. it's unfortunate that every time you call me, it's bad news. Always. All right. I promise. <laughs> Next time, uh, it'll uh, it'll be about the grandkids. Appreciate it, Peter. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks. All righty. That is uh, Peter Menzies, who worked for the CRTC, and he's calling this stuff out all over the place. So uh, there you go.